Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, friends. Welcome, one and all. It's another episode of Magic Universe with Sharona. And I'm so happy that you are joining me here today. Just to let you know, this little radio show is all about awakening and embracing your inner personal power and self-confidence, as well as shining your light and creating magic and miracles in all areas of your life. Simply by using a little bit of help from your, maybe your your angels, your ancestors and spirit guides, and hmm, maybe yourself in a past incarnation, who knows? But mostly using the divine and loving conscious energy of the magic universe that we are each a part of. So, are you ready? Are you ready to live your magic? Are you ready to be who you really are? Then you are going to want to join me. During this hour, I'm going to invite you to step into your power and awaken your true magic. So why don't you grab yourself a cup of tea and settle in because I know this is going to be a fun and magical hour. I'm Sharona, and I am the host of Magic Universe here on the Psychic Talk Radio Network. Um, I'm a tarot reader, I'm a teacher and a scholar and an angel Reiki master and a spiritual life and business coach and a teacher of the magical and intuitive arts. And I love, love, love using such tools as tarot, astrology, numerology, and much, much more. I use this to help me and my dear friends manifest the life of our dreams. What is your dream, my listeners? Is there something that you yearn to create? You see, I'm following my dreams besides this little radio show and my teaching and my coaching. I'm also an artist and a designer and writer. And right now, I am finishing up creating the Boho Pixie Tarot and its companion guidebook, The Little White Dog, where I share my revolutionary system for reading tarot that will have you interpreting tarot faster than you can say pixie, all by following your own little white dog. And I'm coming to you live today from the Big Apple, New York City, where It's a rainy day, and right now the uh, moon is void, of course, as it moves from Capricorn into Aquarius. So it will enter Aquarius at 7.29 p.m. Eastern. So that will be a good time if you want to set some goals, do some humanitarian work, Uh, do some creative stuff as well as it's a good time for looking into social justice and discussions about making the future better for all of us. 
Now, to tell you a little something about the show, it is a live call-in radio show. And here we talk about such topics as angels, energy healing, tarot, and oracle cards, astrology, synchronicity, but mostly about how you can embrace your own personal magic, how to raise your energy so that you have good, good, good high vibrations. Because once you're there, you can create and generate and attract more love and magic into your life. And I also love introducing you to great people in our tarot and metaphysical community. And today I'm so excited. We have a really special guest, Patrick Valenza. And we um, are going to be talking about uh, the wonderful cards that he has created. So uh, before we get started uh, with our interview, um, I want to just make sure that you know that this is a live call-in show. So after the interview, if you'd like to have a mini reading or contribute to the conversation that we're having today, the phone number is 714-816-4628. Now that's just to listen. If you do want to be live on the air, you need to press the number one on the phone keypad, and that will let me know that you want me to take your call. And I do take the calls in the order they are received, so, you know, don't hang up. You'll lose your spot in line if you do that. And um, you can also join us in the chat room. And uh, let me let you know how to do that. If you go to the tarotguild.com forward slash chat, that will direct you over to uh, the chat room that we have over on YouTube. And I want to let you know that after the show, if you want to check out the tarotguild.com, um, our main sponsor, you will learn more about the Tarot Guild, uh, the wonderful folks that um, – are there and all the wonderful free workshops that we offer and of course our other sponsor is the psychic talk radio network which is the one and only radio network uh, with spirit and um, you go there you go to psychictalk.net and you'll find out more about our upcoming radio shows our hosts as well as the online courses that we offer at Psychic You. So do check out uh, my course, the Certified Angel Reiki Practitioner course, which is the only course where you can get certified online as both a Yusoi Reiki Master and an Angel Reiki Master. So when I'm not here on the air uh, waves, remember you can always reach me at Sharona at Psychic Talk Net. Okay, so let's get ready to rock and roll. Um, Today we have a really special guest. We have Patrick Valenza. He is the artist and the creator of the Deviant Moon Tarot, which you probably already know about, as well as the Mildred Payne Oracle Collection, the Trion B. Della Luna Marseille Tarot, and he is the author of one of my favorite coffee table art books, The Beautiful Deviant Moon Tarot, which is published by U.S. Games, and 
He has a brand new Oracle deck out, which we're going to be talking about, the uh, Zammer Twins uh, Oracle Cards deck. And he's also the uh, creator of a most enchanting world where you can commit yourself as an inmate of the Fenwood Asylum. So without further ado, welcome Patrick Valenzi. Valenza. Hi, Sharon. Welcome. Hi. I'm so happy to Hi. have you here today. It's, oh, uh, it's a real me. thrill. Oh, yeah. I'm honored. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Uh, I know we're going to be talking about your brand new Oracle deck, the uh, Zammer Twins Oracle deck, but uh, let's talk first a little bit about uh, the, in case people aren't familiar with it's the um, the Deviant uh, Tarot, uh, Deviant Moon Tarot, your first publication. And what inspired you to create it, and how did you get into tarot? Oh, wow. Oh, that's some story. That goes all the way back to about 1975 when I was eight, eight or nine years old. I'm not sure exactly when in the year uh, this happened. I was at a uh, the Roosevelt Field Mall here on Long Island used to have a, an area, an annex, that was a little bit Tudor and medieval in style. It's since long gone. Um, it was a really cool place to walk around, and it gave you a nice, old, enchanted feeling. And at the back of that mall one day, we were taking a walk with my parents, and there in one of the stores was a whole display of these cool little boxes that I had no idea what they were. There were pictures of, of um, court jesters on them, uh, you know, uh, the skeleton of death, they were tarot cards. I had no idea what those, what they were, but I just stood in that aisle and was handling all of them, just studying them. And uh, when we went home, I begged my parents to take me back and, and get me a tarot deck. And it took about two weeks of convincing my parents, uh, you know, to see, uh, you know, they wondered why an a eight- or nine-year-old would want a tarot deck, but, but I was determined. They finally took me back to that mall, I got my first deck. It, it was the uh, the JJ Swiss deck. Took it out of the store. I eagerly unwrapped it, and when I opened it, to my disappointment, it was in French. And the reason I was disappointed was I was really interested in studying everything I could about them, and I didn't understand French. So we went and returned it, and we uh, picked up the Tarot Classic, which the artwork wasn't as good as the original, but at least it was in English, and I could start studying it from there. After that, oh, you know, I, used to bring, I used to bring them to school. I used to give little fortunes to, to my classmates. You know, uh, all my friends were drawing Spider-Man and Superman, and I was drawing my own version of the fool and, and the devil and death and coming up with my own world. And that's pretty much how that love affair with Tarot started, and it, it has never stopped. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Wow. You must have had cool parents to get you a tarot deck. You must have been uh, a really cool kid. <laughs> I was very persuasive. Uh, yeah, I got, I, I got them to, uh, to, to get me. Uh, you know, I, I like to draw as a kid, and I like to create stories. So for me, I, I just fell in love with the story um, magic that was in the imagery of the, of the tarot, especially the older medieval and historical type decks. That's really awesome. So you were 
um, you were reading them and you were creating, even um, in, as a young kid, you were creating a tarot deck. Oh, yeah. I had several decks that I created uh, in elementary school. Only a couple of papers actually survived. And then when I was about 15, I started uh, what would become the Deviant Moon. I did 13 hand-painted cards over the course of about two or three years until my style changed and, you know, I kind of abandoned the project. But the first original 13 cards were pretty large. They were hand-painted on uh, really thick uh, archival papers. And I still have them, although I lost them for, for 20 years. I had lost them, and they were tucked inside of a book that I found uh, years and years later. And uh, that inspired me to restart the deck in 2004. I was getting older, and I hadn't really done anything with my artwork. Everything that I would draw or come up with was really for me. I would create it, put it in the closet, move on to the next project, put that one in the closet. And, and I, so I had a big buildup of ideas, and I really wanted to get that tarot deck out. It was eating me alive for nearly 30 years. So in 2004, I started wow. it up again. And I created a few cards. Um, they were actually um, uh, remastered from the, the cards I did as a teenager. And then I submitted them to U.S. Games, and, and surprise, surprise, I got a contract from them. And it went on to take a life of its own that I, I really didn't even expect to get a contract when I submitted to U.S. Games. It was just, hey, here's an address. Let's send them in. Let's see what happens. And the, the rest just turned into a whole uh, whole thing after that. Wow, wow. So it was like the uh, the Deviant Moon Tarot was like 30 years in the making, but it, it was always there, uh, you know, ready to come to life. Wow, wow. And um, you also, I, I know from U.S. Games, uh, you have um, a beautiful coffee table. I would call it a coffee table book of the Deviant Moon Tarot, and I love this book. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That, that took yeah. three years to make. Um, they came. Uh, U.S. Games came to me in 2010, and there was a lot of interest out there for a, a book because I had so many stories, uh, you know, about the creation of the deck, and so I. I literally told them, yeah, sure, no problem. It'll take me about three months to do it. And it took three years to do, to do, to create that book. I mean, it, it was, that was as much work to do as the, um, you know, as the Deviant Moon itself to put that, that deck together. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of fun. Um, but wow, I really appreciate the work that writers do uh, when they come up with books. I mean, it, that was hard, but I'm, I'm glad it's out there. And it's a became a five pound yeah. monster. It's, it's gigantic. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 quite a book, but it's like wherever you know when you open it up. I love how I mean it's just I love the story of your um, your lifelong journey, the pictures of you as a little kid working in your pajamas at your drawing table, yeah. and all the little stories in there of how. You know, um, you used to uh, visit grave, uh, graveyards and leave uh, gifts for the 
the keepers of the, the you know for the graveyard. I mean, it's just it's just a wonderful story. And then you created this whole world, the uh, the Fenwood Asylum, which we all want to become inmates of. Tell us a little bit about that. That's so cool. Oh, the Fenwood Asylum is actually, a, in a way, it's a real place. Uh, when I was a kid, I lived in these apartments, and it was the creepiest place you ever want to imagine. Um, people would say it was haunted. Um, used to hear strange sounds from the apartment below us that was empty. And just looking out the gloomy windows and looking out, you know, in the courtyards, it, it was something like, like uh, from a Nosferatu movie. It, it was really a creepy place. And it was, um, they, they were called Fenwood Gardens. Uh, so in that room in Fenwood Gardens, as a kid, I used to be in my pajamas. I'd be creating in the middle of the night with a flashlight, uh, just drawing and coming up with stories and plays all night long. Uh, pretty much my whole childhood, that's what I did. I would play with toys and then create stories about the adventures. And so that. Fenwood Asylum is, is really, a, in a way, a, a true place. And what's interesting is there's an editor at U.S. Games. We, I was talking with her years later, and it turns out she actually lived in those apartments when she was, uh, I, I believe, newly married. I'm not sure. Uh, but you, as a younger uh, adult, she lived in those apartments, too. And she testified how creepy that place was. And it was nice to meet a kindred spirit who actually knew what Fenwood was. Wow. But there was actually, there was uh, nearby, right, a, um, a famous uh, New York um, asylum, the, the Pilgrim Asylum, right? So you, right. that was, you could see that. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Well, that was coming out from there. The uh, Pilgrim Asylum, we're out in uh, Suffolk County, there were three or four um, asylums at the same time. Uh, in close proximity to each other. And when you would drive by, you would see the um, the smokestacks of the power plants and creepy things at night, you know, from the distance. And it looked exactly like the apartments that I lived in. Same brick style, uh, old from the, the 30s and 40s architecture. So it kind of became a mesh of the two worlds, the Fenwood uh, apartments that I lived in and the insane asylum that my mother used to tell me was called Boogeyman Island. So that's all I needed to hear as a child, Boogeyman Island. My imagination went crazy, you know, what goes on there at night. And that evolved into aspects of the deviant moon and their citizen and uh, the, the world that they inhabit. And all of those things just meshed together in a special formula and are just coming out now in adulthood like crazy. Like I I can't even stop the flow of ideas that have been built up for the last 50 years almost. Wow. What a great place to grow up. And, you know, I love how um, you, I mean, one of the themes of the Deviant Moon is you confront your, your nightmares and you turn, <laughs> you turn, you look under the bed and you turn the, um, whatever you call them. I don't want to call them monsters because I find I, I, I love your characters, you know, these like quirky kinds of characters that are really kind of cute. You turn them into friends, you know, and that's so, so the cool. Story behind, 
that was when I, when I, at the time when I found Tara was a really interesting time for me, uh, living in that apartment, discovering Tara. Um, there was a lot of, um, I guess like, uh, like supernatural movies in the theaters. This was 1975. Um, my friends were all doing seances, so it was like a creepy time anyway. And I used to have really, really vivid night terror nightmares as a kid. I mean, like crazy, insane hallucinations. I would see things, and I thought, you know, they're real or haunted or being visited. And then um, I just stopped being afraid of it. And one night I actually got out of my bed, flipped on the light and was like, ready to look under the bed. What's, you know, let, let's see what's in that closet. I like, I had, I, I had had enough and I wanted it. There was nothing there. And ever since then, I've never had a nightmare and I actually want one. I want, I want to have like a, a full <laughs> nighttime experience, something really interesting. Maybe I could write about it or come up with an, an idea influenced by it, but I've had nothing, not one single, uh, bad dreams since that time i go to sleep and that's it you know just dream about regular mundane things i don't nothing interesting anymore unfortunately for me wow wow yeah everyone they should uh if you if you don't have it you definitely want to get a copy of the book the deviant moon tarot i mean it's 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 really great because one i love how you explain your creative process of how you know as an artist you're inspired not only by the meaning of the cards but you know you take into consideration so many different sources i mean it's um it's it's beautifully written too you write you're a really good writer. You're a good artist, and you're a really good writer. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, and, you, know, thank it, you very much. Yeah, I, it's it's amazing, and um, you know, I love the stories of of how you you know you talk about um, you know your childhood, and even as you uh, are. Or grow older into an adult, you know how, you know, um, you know you're inspired by your family even now. I mean, you must be a really cool daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so much uh, yeah, fun. I think the kids here are used to it. They're, they're totally used to it. You know, the, uh, my house wow. has become a, a museum of artifacts and pretty strange things hanging around, and they've they've seen it since they're little. They're uh, my oldest is almost 30 now, and it, they're just—it's like nothing. It's like uh, you know, flower wallpaper. They—they they don't even notice it anymore. They just you know walk by it, and they're kind of used to it. That's 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 great. Are are your are your children artists too? Are they into tarot? Uh, May I ask? Son, no, nothing like that. My son likes to draw, um, but nothing you know. Uh, professional or, you know, ambition-wise, but um, no, nothing like that. Nobody in my family either. Well, you just keep drawing it. I'm laughing because I I never realized, I'm looking at the picture of you in your pajamas as a little kid, you know, creating stuff, and then I'm looking at the full card, and he's in his pajamas (laughs) getting ready to go on his little journey. So, I mean, there's just... Everything um, 
you know, comes together, you know, so beautiful in your uh, creative uh, process. And uh, how did you come up with the name Deviant Moon? I know a lot of the 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 um, characters they're they're moon face, but I love I love that the Deviant Moon. Any? Can you tell us about that? Sure. sure. Well, thank you. Um, actually, when I created the deck as a teenager, I had no title for it. Um, when I in 2004. I, when I remastered the deck, I had finished the Major Arcana, and I had no name for the deck at all. And I had obtained U.S. Games submission uh, information, their address, and I had, was about to send it out, and I still had no name for this deck. And out of nowhere, literally taking a walk, Deviant Moon just came into my head out of the clear blue. It was like somebody whispered it. It was perfect. I said it, that name has to be somewhere. So I Googled it every which way backwards and there was no combination of Deviant Moon. And I said, that's, that's it. That's the name of the deck. And then um, the deck had a title. The, uh, the moon faces became more prevalent in the minor arcana as I went to progress and complete them. Because I had submitted the Deviant Moon to U.S. games when I only had the 22 majors. So the name then influenced the rest of the deck and the people in the minor arcana became more moon-faced and just took on that personality and it just worked out perfectly. But it literally came out of, out of nowhere, which was really interesting, which happens to me a lot um, when I'm not working, um, you know, just taking a walk or getting away or doing something totally different. It's like the background of my head is working overtime although I'm not aware of it. And then every once in a while, it'll spit out a name, an idea, an image. And actually, that's how most of that deck came about. Like, I don't have to think about it too much. It just You just put the information in your head, let it circulate, and then maybe in a day or two, you know, the answer will just pop out. Wow. And that's not the only deck that you've created. I know you have the... Uh... I'm probably butchering the name, the Triampi della Luna, which is a Marseille deck. Did that? Um, how quickly did that come after the Deviant Moon? And then we also have to talk about my favorite, <laughs> Mildred Payne. I mean, when oh, wow. uh, when did those when did those uh, decks and characters uh, appear? Triampi della Luna came. Uh, I always wanted to do. Uh, kind of a antique historical, more organic type of deck. And that one took, uh, that one came out in 2016, I think. Can't remember. What happens is I'll do a card here, I'll get inspired, and then I'll leave it alone. And then a year later, I'll get more ideas. So I'm actually working on several decks at the same time. It's just when I get a piece of the puzzle, it'll fill that gap or fill this gap or fill that gap. Um, but I always wanted to do um, a historical type of deck. And the uh, Triumph de la Luna had some ideas that I didn't use for the Moon that I was able to incorporate into that deck. And I consider that a cousin to the Deviant Moon. The Deviant Moon also has an oracle that's coming out through U.S. Games. I hope to be finished with that in the 
a couple of months maybe. And then there's a sister to the deviant moon, which is based on the sun, which at this time I don't have a title for, but that'll also be through U.S. games. And then there were the Mildred Payne collection came out um, that was based on the story that I had about a, a little girl who was psychic and maybe was a, considered a little bit of a witch. And then, um, you know, then I had the Zammer twins. I had a, a several decks. Uh, I have a deck called the Abandoned Oracle, which was a t- an Oracle deck that I started and then I lost interest in. And I took a few of those cards and I turned those into Deviant Moon Oracle cards. But then I went back to the Abandoned Oracle and I finished that. Uh, hence the name Abandoned because I, I abandoned it and came back. And um, I'm always flip-flopping through decks right now. Just uh, If you look at my whiteboard, I have several decks on there, almost a dozen decks that I'm working on at the same time. Wow. And tell us a little bit about Mildred Payne. Wow. I mean, that's, I want to, I want to see a movie of that <laughs> or yeah, a cartoon. I mean, it's funny. like, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's, oh, Mildred wow. It's definitely coming. Um, working on that right now. Um, very, very early stages. Wow. Uh, there's a book that I, I'm working on about her too. Um, format is still coming, um, but there will definitely be more than just an oracle with her. And um, that's based on two characters. That's based on my grandmother, believe it or not, as a, as a kid, and my sister, who was very mischievous. So those two characters were definitely the influence for Mildred Payne. And those personalities and those spirits of those two people are definitely uh, reflected in her personality. Oh, that's so cool. And I know that you originally wanted to do children's books. Will that be a children's book? or Well, I read children's books, and (laughs) I'm very grown up. But um, will that be a children's book, or will that be uh, what – who's the audience – going to be for that book um definitely not a children's book but um a very interesting story um i i i pretty much don't write for an audience i kind of just write or come up with what comes out and then whoever is into that will find it on their own so i'm not really like targeting anybody um I did want to do children's books. I actually have a contract with U.S. Games Imprint Company to do a couple children's books that I started and then got sidetracked and bounced from one project to another, but I still have some stuff coming out with them um, in the near future. It's um, a lot different than what I've been doing, but it has the same kind of personality in terms of quirkiness and you know, strange little uh, creatures running around. So it's almost like a deviant moon light kind of, uh, kind of thing. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now, your newest uh, creation I, is the Zammer Twins Oracle. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, the Zammer Twins came to me as an idea where I wanted to do a historical deck that really looked historical, looked old. And I didn't want it to look like I created it. It had to be totally different style. So I started to work on the deck last year, and I went got about 
I don't know, a dozen or so cards done, maybe more. And it was looking too much like my other deck, the Triumph de la Luna. I mean, you could totally see my style in there. And that wasn't working for me. I really wanted something different. I don't want any of my decks to look the same. They have to be different. Um, sometimes uh, when people make multiple decks, I, I can't really tell which is which. They all kind of mesh together. I wanted mine to be um, totally different. And this one had to look like it wasn't coming from me. So I, re I remastered that deck. I took the images that I already did. And then I tried different style. I tried to get it to look like an engraving style from the 1700s, um, different kinds of filters, different kinds of um, techniques that I had to learn to put things together. I tried to make it um, not surreal, not, um, I, I guess, strange. I wanted a more of a human quality to it. So I had to get into my digital painting mode and, and really work on that. And that was really, really hard. I created it the same way I did with the Deviant Moon, where I took a lot of photographs that I took, textures. I manipulated those textures, added all kinds of filters, things together, and really tried to make it look like it wasn't from me. Although, of course, the style and my hand uh, approach still shows through it, but it's not like... Um, the other decks. It's a, it's a little bit different, more humanistic. And um, it's made by the Zammers, the two uh, conjoined twins. Awesome. Awesome. And that's an, that's an Oracle deck, correct? And are you going to be doing a tarot deck, too, that uh, with them? Or we don't know. <laughs> to be continued. I've, I've got a lot of requests to do a, a Zammer Twins Oracle, uh, a tarot deck. Um, but Something else came up, a different tarot deck came up. Um, it's called the Cannular Tarot Deck of 1749, and that has a whole different story. Um, and this one really, really looks old and authentic, uh, even more so than the Zammer Twins deck, and it has a whole different storyline. And I have a couple cards that I have to reveal for that one too. Um, and then I might be done with tarot decks for a while, although there is Mildred Payne's mother's tarot deck, the Tarot of Black Enchantment, which I also have cards done for that. So, like I said, I have so many decks going at the same time. I, I do chase a lot of rabbits at the same time, but it's just the way my head works. It, it just switches uh, one day to the next, whatever I'm into. This way I can give it my full attention if I do a couple cards from one deck one week and then move to another one. Um, I, I never skip a beat and I never get bored. So I have a lot of uh, different decks coming out. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I love what you do. I know everyone else does. And where can, uh, where can people follow you at? Um, you have a website, website I know. Uh, DeviantMoon.com or we're on Facebook too and uh, Instagram, DeviantMoonInc. And uh, I pretty much stay in those locations. If I spread out too much, it's kind of hard to manage, so I kind of stay a little tight there. Yeah, I hear you. And I know that you have a newsletter, and I love it says if you want to, you know, if you want to commit yourself to the uh, the Fenwood Asylum. I love that. <laughs> That's really oh, delicious. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my, my, my. We could go on for hours. And um, 
One thing I always, um, you know, when I when I do my shows, I always ask people, um, you know, uh, how they bring love and magic into your life. Well, we know how you do that. But uh, what do you feel makes your uh, your practice with the tarot unique, and how has it affected you? Oh, it totally changed my life. Um, I wouldn't be who I was without the tarot. Like I said, it started as a kid. It was a love affair uh, for 30 plus, oh, God, it's almost 40 years now. I keep saying 30, but it's almost 40. Uh, it affected me in every way. It, it helped me see the world in a certain way, too. Um, it it helped me uh, appreciate history and to do research and to study, you know, interesting topics and to story build and uh, endless, endless amount of uh, tarot had on me. And I think I bring that in through my decks. I, I, it's an authenticity. I don't just, I didn't just wake up one day and say, oh, wow, it would be great to make a tarot deck and then realize I have to do almost 80 illustrations. It's a gigantic commitment, a gigantic body of work. And I don't think you can really get through that much labor if you don't love it and you're really not, you know, inspired by what you do. And especially for multiple decks. I mean, I, I just love to do it. I love bringing what I have inside of me out and sharing it. And if somebody uh, can relate to that, that, that's, that's what it's all about, you know? Well, I mean, you are a genius. You know that. I mean, I what you do is is really amazing. And well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I just you know, um, I think one of the things that I always hear about uh, the Deviant Moon uh, Tarot and your other decks is that this is the perfect tarot deck for the world that we're in today. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of quirky, kind of dark, but, you know, full of so much light and, you know, good vibrations and, you know, you feel such, you know, love for the, um, you know, the, the characters that you meet within your deck, you know. You know, and we're all kind of like quirky and dark right now. And that's cool. <laughs> you know, right. it's, um, I love, you know, I, I love, particularly this time of year as we're moving into, as they, they say the dark half of the year. But I don't like to use the word dark because there is just so much light there too, you know. Right. And, and that's what's so fun with the characters. They have, you know, they have moon faces, so they have the, the light side of the moon and the dark side of the moon. I just, I just love it. I just love it. And please keep on creating. I can't wait to see and, you know, hear and learn more about uh, what you're doing because, wow, wow, you're great. Thank you so much, Joanna. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, urge everyone to uh, run out. Definitely get one of Patrick's decks. Buy the get the book. Uh, you will you will be filled with so much um, 
joy and fun and uh wow we have to have you come back again wow i get i i i i'll keep gushing over uh wow. everything do you have a favorite card or is it like you're like a father you can't say which one is your favorite card but i was just always favorite wondering. card in mm-hmm. general you're saying favorite card it, it was we'll go with the, the david admin yeah the devil, the death, and the fool uh, were always my favorite characters to draw as a kid. And whenever I start a deck, I always start with those three to see if I'm going to like uh, what comes next. Those are like the the standards, devil, death, and fool, always those three for me. I love those too, and I love your, you know, your death card. You don't even put on their death. You know, you just, you just, there's no title on it. And, um, oh, no. But yeah, you know. Comes from old- Old traditions in tarot, it was superstitions. They they never put the the death the name. You didn't want to call it into reality. So, uh, following old tradition, I always leave the the name out of death. Just card thirteen. Amazing. So, listeners, um, if you want to find out more about Patrick Valenza and all the wonderful things that that he does, be sure to go to uh, deviantmoon.com and join the asylum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sharona. It was a lot of fun. Thank you uh, so much. I mean, my goodness. Um, I don't want it to end, but I'm going to be running out of tape. So thank Uh-oh. you, thank you. I'm so glad that you were able to join me today. Thank you very, very much. It was great. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, folks, we are way past the bottom of the hour. So I need to let you know what's going on here on the Psychic Talk Radio Network. So our next show will be on um, Friday, September the 29th. Uh, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. You got to trans. If you want to do it live, you got to figure out what that time is by you, because we go out all over the world, and we have a wonderful program uh, with the wonderful host Catherine Hahn. It's Compassionate Light Radio, and she's going to be talking about the attitude of gratitude. Yeah, we all gratitude is so important, and um, then the next day. Saturday, September 30th, um, it will be the monthly Psychic Spin segment uh, with um, Mary Brown and Dax Carlisle, and the name of that show is Tarot Today Live, and they also do free readings, and you're going to want to tune into that. And then I got to let you know when I'll be back on the air again. It's always usually two weeks. I'll be back on uh, Sunday, October 8th, same time, same uh, channel. And I am going to be doing tarot messages from heaven. So it's all about, you know, contacting your, your spirit guides, your ancestors, and your loved ones. This is so important as we approach Halloween or Salem, the veil between our worlds becomes really thin and it makes it the perfect time for 
using tarot along with mediumship. So you want to mark that in your calendar um, to call in um, and uh, try to get a reading with me where I can do um, tarot and mediumship where you can contact your ancestors or spirit guides or loved ones. Okay. Oh, my goodness. We need to take some phone calls. So um, there's a lot of you uh, that have called in. So um, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to kind of do them in order that people have been waiting. So um, I'm going to area code 205. What is your name and where are you calling from? Area code 205. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking the call. My name is Patricia and I'm calling from Alabama. And um, I sort of have a lot going on. I didn't know which way to go with the question. So um, I'll just ask my spirit God if our spirit, there is anything significant that I need okay. to know or do when it comes to everything that's going on, going on around okay. me. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So um, for spirit guide reading, we definitely have someone who's coming through. And uh, what I'm getting it um, is something uh new and exciting is coming to uh, your career and your work and you have um, it's like a new path is going to be opening up for you and you might feel a little you know insecure about taking it on but it's saying you can do it and they're saying the message that's coming through really loud and clear is to just to decide um, it's, you're going to be, in the, in the coming days, in coming weeks, it's going to be a time to make a decision, okay? And mm-hmm. you need to decide. You don't want to stay on the fence about it. Just, just choose with your heart and pick whatever it is that is perfect for your spiritual path. You know, channel, channel all that wonderful energy that you have. Get ready uh, to make a decision to learn. It's going to be an opportunity to learn and grow. And that came through really loud and clear. Thank you. Thank you so much. Many My pleasure. Thank you. Love you. Many blessings. Love you too. Blessings. Thank you. Okay. So... Um, I'm going to go to area code 256. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Um, hello. This is, hello. This is Kimberly. I'm yes. Georgia. Hey, Kimberly. I love you, Kimberly. I've, we've talked before. Uh, yes. What, what can... What can we do? What can my magical cards do for you today? Well, my question is about um, a work situation. Since about 2017, I've been working, um, so I'm a teacher, so I've been working, and there's been instances where I have to go to um, 
HR or another uh, entity like the state entity um, for harassment or discrimination. This past year, um, I finally had to go to a federal agency, the EEOC. And I don't know if I'm supposed to be an activist for teachers, but I just want to know more than anything how this investigation is going to go. Okay. Well, I definitely see um, that um, there's a lot going on, you know, with your work. And I'm getting that um, beyond your work, your passions are going to lead you, in addition to what you're currently doing, to your divine life purpose, okay? Um, That's why you're here. And um, what it's telling you is, you know, you have a lot of gifts to, to share with the world, okay? And this is the time to uh, get in touch with your, you know, your inner, um, the inner you, your higher self, to nurture your vision and um, share your, your vision. And, you know, um, this is the time. And even, even if you don't feel ready to step into this role, it says that you, um, you, you can probably, there's like a mentor or a helper that's going to help you with this. Or there's, there's classes that you can take that are going to help you step into this leadership role. I see you becoming like a, a leader, you know, and um, you do have a lot of uh, spirit energy around you, and there is spirit that's speaking to you, um, someone from your past who is um, sending you uh, loving signs through nature. You know, you know, you might see a butterfly around you, or a flower, or a feather. I mean, you're you're not alone in this mission. You have you have a guide uh, from the opposite side. That that's what I'm getting. Okay, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Step into. You're ready to be a leader. You're ready to be a leader, uh, like our. Um, you know, step into that role. You're here for a reason okay. and a higher purpose. Thank you so okay. much, Kimberly. Love you. Love you too. Thank you. Bye. Okay, I got someone. Area code seven seven zero. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hello. I hear noise in the background. No one there. So, what I'm going to do is put you back in the line and. Uh, And I'm going to go now to area code 904. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Hi, this is Tracy. Hi, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Florida. Florida, yeah. I always kind of like look at a map of the world and try to see where everyone's calling from. 
What can I do for you today? Do you want me to draw some cards for you? Is there something in particular? You can draw some cards, please. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so hmm, what I'm getting is um, it's interesting. Everyone's getting, getting cards about making a decision. So what I'm getting is there is an important decision that, that um, you've been putting off, and um, you're not sure which choice to make. And um, what I'm getting is um, you will, um, you can, you know, once again, you can do it. I mean, you can, um, I'm getting, it's interesting, I'm getting, uh, seeing you as being, not to be, you shouldn't be afraid to make this decision, okay? If you need to, you can ask your guides um, for um, help and guidance. Um, but what I'm getting is that there's there's great success um, that's coming for for you around the corner, and um, you know you everything runs in cycles and the wheel is turning, and this is something where um, it's a new it's a new pathway where you can succeed something that you can celebrate and understand why you were have been on this journey okay so make that decision um i'll just kind of maybe pull another card for you yeah it says um the situation what i'm getting is um you um you know, there have been challenges, and also there's someone um, that can help you with this, someone who's generous and kind and that you can depend upon. I am getting that uh, this person is probably, you've been dreaming about this person, so you can contact them in your dreams. So it's someone in the spirit world uh, you've dreamed about them, and you're connected. That can help you with whatever um, you need to do. Okay. Thank you for calling in. Love you Thank so you. much. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You too. You're welcome. Okay. Let me see if I can fit in some more calls. Okay. Area code 603. What is your name and where are you calling in from? Thank you for taking Hello? my call. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Um, my name is Dion, and I'm in North Carolina. Okay. Okay, I can see you on the map. What can I do for you today? Okay, so I um, I just got an offer. Somebody's going to help me run down to Florida and grab my stuff out of storage. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit of a team effort to get things going. Um, I just wanted to see if you saw that being successful. We're trying to do it as fast as we can. So I could just eliminate that bill and everything else. Um, just wondering how you see that going for me. I, well, I definitely see you going to someplace, uh, could be Florida, where there's a beach. And yep. also, uh, while you're doing that, it's going to give you an opportunity uh, to kind of, you know, 
feel better, charge your batteries and connect with yourself. Um, and, you know, I see you taking a stroll there. You're going to, it's going to, doing this is going to help you generate a lot of fresh and innovative ideas. And I don't know, I see, I see birds and trees and stuff. Um, but, you know, also when you do it, it'll give you an opportunity to unplug from the internet. But yeah, that that sounds um, that I I definitely see that as being the perfect thing that you need to do. But make sure when you do it that you unplug from the internet, and you're going to come back from a, with a lot of really good ideas. You're going to feel like a turn their turning point is happening in your life. Great. Also, I see yeah, I also see like a, a current relationship becoming stronger. So that's what I have like for you. Friendship or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. It's a good thing. It's a good time. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay. Oh, my goodness. What time is it? i got to uh, start wrapping everything up. I'm going to go to area code 646. What is your name and where are you calling in from? Hi. Hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Hello. My name is Miranda. I'm calling from New York. Hi, New York. (laughs) Hi. Yeah, so um, my husband uh, is in the process of interviewing for a position um, and I'm wondering whether you think it will go through or something else. What what do you see around that? Okay. So this is a friend who's going to be interviewing for a position. Um, and this is my husband. Okay. What is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what I'm getting mm-hmm. is one of the his concerns is mm-hmm. around that, you know, that that's going to be enough money, you know, and security and and everything and i'm getting that it's going to be if that's the concern about money it's going to be all right there he's going to it's going to be a good offer and um what i'm getting that it's time uh to step up uh and i'm getting all these cards about leadership this is going to be this is a good Mm -hmm. thing um an opportunity to shine so if the fear was about money and security um not to worry about that that's not going to uh, not to be a concern, and this is going to be a great opportunity um, he's for you know him to walk away from like an uh, you know something that he felt restricted in, and you know just move on to like you know calmer waters and um, go for it. Uh, but do you see him getting it? Because there are other, obviously other people involved that they're um, shortlisting. Uh, and he wasn't actually concerned about money. I think he knew that, you know, it, it would pay what basically what he's looking for. Um, I guess just wondering whether you see, see him actually getting it and whether it would be a good fit. Like, um, like would he be happy there is, I guess, my uh, main concern. If, if, if he was offered the position, would he be happy? So... Uh, seems like um, you're you're getting a lot of leadership cards, but I'm not clear whether it's meant for this job or something else. Because 
uh, that is a quality he possesses. So even if it wasn't here, it, it could he could still have that display that quality elsewhere. Um, so okay, you know. <laughs> well, what get? Yeah, I'm getting that he needs to listen to his body, you know, and you know mm-hmm. how he feels um, mm-hmm. about this. I mean, because that's like one of your intuitive channels. And I don't know, like where he's worked at before, I, I think he he worked too hard. You know, he took on a lot of yeah. burdens. Yeah. And this is going to be an opportunity if this comes through where it'll kind of lighten the load. He doesn't feel uh, so burdened down. And um, I just think it, it, it if he gets that offer, I'm trying to let me just see if I can get yeah that's true. no card you think he will get it you know that's that's the key like do you think he will be offered the position or will it go to someone else mm-hmm. I'm getting that um, what you know he has to do you know to you know stay in touch um, mm-hmm. with the potential thing you know be very like you know interest in getting more information they like that for him to be saying you know i need more information about this um and you know the one thing that's going to be interesting is this is going to be kind of a a new direction for him and not not Mm -hmm. to hesitate Mm -hmm. you know i think the this is the time is right so i it looks like um he's going to get an offer but he has to, you know, be very present. He has to be um, not afraid to ask them questions and and talk to oh, yeah. them. You know, like I want to find out more. You know, don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. Find out more he's about not, the job. What no. what is entailed? Because I think yeah. in the past he's, you know, there's been other jobs where he might have had, you know, been taken advantage of and too much burdens were put on his shoulder and. Um, that wasn't good and you know just the main thing is you know he needs to ask for the job but just to make sure you know find out if it's exactly uh, you know don't let them choose he's make it seem like he's the one who is in control and is asking for the job yeah yeah no, if he's yeah. offered the position he will definitely look further deep and dig deep because he's just like that he needs to know what he's getting into you know um so yeah, yeah. all right so you think it, it, it's uh positive that he will be offered the position huh yeah i'm getting that it's mm-hmm. uh it's worth the risk and when he mm-hmm. says yes he can mm-hmm. fly and mm-hmm. um he has nothing to lose by looking into this job you know but just get lots of information from the people like really yeah. like you know be in control mm-hmm. You know, don't let them yeah. don't let them uh, be the ones that are controlling the situation. Right. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Love you so much. Take okay. care. Okay. I'm going to go to area code uh, three five two. What is your name and where are you calling from? Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. What is your Hi, name and where are you Bill? calling from? Florida. Yes. And where are you calling? Florida. 
Uh Florida is in the house. (laughs) How can I help you today? Yeah, how can I help Um, you today? I'm the one that was writing you under cloud siren. I believe I might be challenging Jesus. And there are things going on in this world that needs to be changed. And Mm -hmm. the the Bible has been misinterpreted. I have getting pictures of ghosts everywhere around me that I post on YouTube. I'm about to start a podcast. I do tarot cards. I've been a, nurse, a psych nurse for over 51 years. And almost every ch- psychic channel I go to is some sort of message from my family. There are souls stuck in purgatory because they are looking for gods and Jesuses that we were never supposed to put faces to. People are taught not to talk to their souls, their lost ones, to let time pass by and they're still here. The hurricanes and all this other stuff going on is because our negative vibrations around the world. And superconsciousness is actually meant to change it. And when we lose our body, our physical body, we cannot talk. And if they're not talked to, they use their intuition and to follow what we're, we're taught not to use anymore, they're stuck in purgatory. So we have energy, right? Energy exists forever. There is no heaven, hell, earth. It's all in the same place. They're in the void. They are lost. There are many, many people and tarot card readers, psychic mediums are meant to help them cross over. It's not supposed to be a scary thing. It's supposed to be a joyous occasion and the world needs money on putting chemicals in the bo- into the world and putting coffins into the body, into the ground. Um, I'm just one person but I'm about to start podcast. I mean, I've been researching this for a long, long time. When I read the Bible, and I am not a Bible thumper, you know, our fathers art in heaven. Art is heaven. Art study of science and, and laughter and music and dance. You know, the thought that our father art in heaven, how be thy name? How is our name? You know, we howl our name. Thy kingdom comes, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven because it's all on the same plane. So give us our day, yep, our I'm daily getting- word. Sorry, I'm well, outside. I'm getting that, that yeah, yeah, I'm getting that um, you're definitely a helper, and you have uh, a mission. And it's funny you were talking about about. Um, I'm getting a card that's saying that um, food is really important. We need to eat uh, nourishing foods to. Um, eat healthy foods and take care of ourselves and to believe. Mm-hmm. I got the book. I got the unicorn oh, I part, believe. And it says, oh, I believe you know, the world needs to know. There is magic all around us, okay? And oh, yes, we have to open ourselves up to the wonders of the universe. There are connections and synchronicities out there. And we just have to, you know, Know that we're here at the right time. There's a reason that we're born into this lifetime. Oh, there's each there's one of us, reason. and we're here. Major yep, reason. and we're here. Yep, we're here. We're here. This is an important time. We're um, we're here. We're here to elevate the energy and the the vibrations yes, of the planet to tell the truth. Um, you know, um, and move forward and. Good days are coming, and I'm so glad you're here. Okay. You're here on the mission okay. with us. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Time. Thank you. Oh, Thank time. you for calling in. Love you so okay. much. Okay. Bye-bye. 
Okay, everyone. Uh, we are um, at the end of our show, and oh, I could keep on going. So I just want to let you know we're running out of time, so I will be back again on Sunday, October the 8th, and that's going to be, I won't have a special guest, it's just going to be me, and I'm going to be talking about um, how this time of year, the veil between uh, the worlds is very, very thin, so it's a perfect time for us to do mediumship. So. I'm going to be doing tarot messages from heaven, so I'll be uh, able uh, to give you messages from your spirit guides, your ancestors, and your loved ones. This is the perfect time. So you'll be able to call in for uh, some free tarot readings combined with mediumship. And as I said, we're running out of time, so I just want to make sure that you know that this is your magic mama, Sharona. And um, I do want to leave you with a couple of magic words, okay? One of them, well, two of them are, thank you. No matter what happens all the time around you as the world evolves, just keep saying thank you, okay? Because a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. And, um, you know, I just want to thank every one of you for uh, tuning in today. I want to thank our special guest, uh, Patrick Valenza. Wasn't he wonderful? And I want to thank each one of you, my readers, my dear friends in this magical community that we have here today. And I want to let you know that if no one told you this, you are loved and you are enough just the way you are. And this world would not be the same without each one of you. You know that you were perfect and you're absolutely essential to this web of life that we are all part of. So I want you to, until we meet again, keep shining that light of yours. And don't forget, you can talk to the great universe because it's got your back. So make sure that you keep your energy and your vibrations high. And I do invite you to step into your power because you are magical. So until we meet again, um, which will be on Sunday, October the 8th. Um, please step into your magic. Please shine your light. Dear friends, I love you all. I love you, Patrick Valenza. So glad you were my guest. Hey, I love you, Mildred Payne, too. And thank you, everyone. So glad that we had this hour together. <laughs>